welcome to episode 429 of the Super Ultra Podcast Arcade for September 16, 2023. I'm one of your hosts, Daniel Nicholson, and with me is my co-host, Dominic Stallworth. What's going on this week, Dominic? Um, it's been a crazy week, uh, you know, NFL football happening and like also things heating up in the playoff race for baseball, so I'm just going to get right into it. Um, Orioles have not been looking good these last few games. They lost four in a row. They are not in first place currently in the East. Tampa Bay is taking over. They are playing against Tampa Bay currently, as we do this podcast. And Tampa Bay has won two of those games out of the four. So I'm hoping the Orioles can at least win the next two. Um, yeah, man, they haven't come back like when we really need them. Um, like the bats have been cold these last few games, man, and that's not good. Um, like the pitching's been okay. Has been great, but uh, well, yesterday it wasn't great. But the other games, they've been all right. It's been enough for them to win. Uh, but yeah, last night, man, it was bad. Um, and but it was a good night overall because it was an Adam Jones retirement party basically. Uh, Adam Jones did a ceremonial uh, re-signing with the Orioles just for you to retire as an Oriole. <laughs> and um, cool. and they had old players um they did a video showing old players saying thank you and old players came to the park man i saw nick Markakis was there nice. he um caught the first pitch from him um and then you had chris davis was there uh who else it was someone else there too i forget but then you had people like jj hardy who was on the vid saying um thanks to a former player you had um ah i forgot the other guy name but yeah matt readers I saw, um, I know Darren, I think Darren Day was there. I think he was actually was there. Uh, he was a, a relief pitcher. Yeah, it was a lot of, yeah, old, old players who, was, who played with him that came up. I didn't see Machado, though. I was a little surprised that I didn't see Machado like, on a video, video or something. I know um, yeah. Jake uh, Flaherty, um, who's an ex-player, uh, but is, I think he's current. He might be like a coach. I don't think he's a player on the um, Padres because he wasn't a Padres uniform. He might be a, like one of the coaches or something. I don't know. Um, so yeah, that's what I was saying. I saw him in the pod, in like in his Padres gear, like on the bed. So I was like, "Damn man, why well, am a child to say nothing?" Um, but yeah, that was that was cool. Um, to see, like it, it was good. I mean, that was really the bright spot, really, uh, for the baseball game. Um, getting NFL, man, NFL big week, first week, you know. Um, so all I had to talk about that Thursday game last. Uh, from last week, but there was a Thursday game for week two that happened, and it was um, the Eagles. They they defeated the Vikings, and which it looked like was pretty much one sided. But then the Vikings started chipping away. Uh, I didn't watch the game because I was watching the Oreo game, so I really didn't really see all the game. I saw the highlights, um, but the Eagles won. But from week one, though, you had um, Ravens and. Commanders won from our area, so that was good. But the Ravens, it was a little down. It was a down bit of a downer because of a running back, um, Dobbins, who just got back from a uh, a terrible injury, is now on uh, another terrible injury. He's gonna, he has another terrible injury, and now he's off for the year. Mm-hmm. So it's like the man's just, just he's just started. He's only he's only his what third year. So like his the only good like someone said, the only good thing is that he's young. So it's not like it can't be over, over, but he still has right. a chance to prove himself. But it just sucks that he has to start over again. Like, he's not going to get, like, this is a chance for him probably to get a bigger contract, you know, after this year. But now he has to start over again. And 
yeah, that that that's unfortunate. Um, the uh, Commanders, they, it was big. They had a, some, a lot of old players come out too because celebrating like their, I guess, their rejuvenation of the franchise. I guess you know, um, a new um, fr- uh, you know, new owner and everything. Um, they even had RG three there. Um, and yeah, I was a little surprised to see RG three honestly, but I mean, I mean, I liked I liked the one year he was there. <laughs> yeah, and um. <laughs> it just this became like that since the injury, man. This has been the same. Um, but they came out. They won, even though they won in ugly fashion, like typical Redskins slash Commanders fashion. The team they're playing against is they're basically taking a year. Arizona, like they're trying to get the number one pick. Um, but Arizona had the lead. Uh, then Washington came back and won. Um, eventually, I forgot what the final score was. Because I was watching Red Zone, so... And then I was... For some reason, I didn't really feel that well, so I kind of fell asleep. I, I saw the some of the second games, uh, but I didn't see the end of the first games, but I saw the highlights, and I saw that Washington did win, um, but, like, in not great fashion, but, hey, a win is a win. At least we got the first... Um, the, the first game of the new regime, we won. So it's like, hey, that's good. At least it was a downer. Um... But uh, other big news, like in the Monday night game, Aaron Rodgers, who only did like three snaps, had got injured, and he's out for the year. He yeah. just started for the Jets. There was one extra snap. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, it was it, it was horrible. Um, I, I went to the game late because I was just looking, and I saw that he wasn't playing. I was like, what happened? And then I looked it up. I said, I can't believe it. This, that, this dude literally just... He just started. It was all big. He ran out with the American flag during the um, start again because this is the game. Um, it was a nine eleven celebration. I mean, not, not celebration, but you know, commemorating nine eleven. Yeah, and um, yes, it was all nice. And then for that to happen, it's like the jet season is just over, man. The memes were funny though. All the memes yeah, are funny uh, about it. <laughs> <laughs> I just like the one where it said, like, this is the jet season just starting off. Like, you see a jet flying, then it just crashed. Like, it was oh, just like, if that happened, it just went up and down. <laughs> uh, but they they won the game. They still beat the Bills. And that's wild. embarrassing for the Bills. Yeah. Like, you took, like, the Jets are a good team, though, because they proved that they were a decent team. Last year, they, they, were, they were a good overall team. They had players. They just needed a quarterback. And but still, you're the Bills. You're the Bills. You're favored. Like you're one. You're basically favored to win the division. Like now, Aaron Rodgers is gone. You're definitely favored to win the division. And you didn't even take advantage of that. Like you couldn't even take advantage. Like he got hurt at the beginning of the game. It wasn't like oh he, they were playing good and then he got hurt and it held on. No, they they beat y'all. And yeah, I I don't know what to say about the Bills. Um, but I don't. I don't take this away as the Jets like, hey, they got a chance. I mean, they got a chance to sneak in. I mean, look, I, because of the, how their team is built, there's a chance for them to just sneak in the playoffs. I mean, things can happen in football. But other, no no, no, no further than that, though. Like, because, uh, they, like I said, they need that quarterback. Unless Zach Wilson comes and just does really great. Like, he just plays his butt off. I mean, this is his second year. He didn't do good his first year. Uh, maybe he'll just come out and be the quarterback that they wanted or something. 
um, yeah, I don't see it happening. So I feel like, yeah, they got that win. They can at least brag about that. Um, even though it's it's probably like a bittersweet moment, really, because they like they. I think Jets fans know better than anybody. Like, oh man, this is like they're like this is happening to us again. This is like we just never can get. We never can win. Like they haven't won done anything since they were um, with which we call it um, what's the quarterback name for the Jets? Um, the guy that beat um, Unitas. Damn, what the fuck is his name? Uh, he's like one of the most famous quarterbacks, even though he wasn't really that great. Um, but it's because how he was flashy against Unitas. Uh, Jets, um, Super Bowl quarterback. Gracious, I'm gonna piss off. Yeah, John Namath. Good God. Oh, yeah. You shut up, Daniel. You ain't freaking help me. Uh, I I had no idea who you're talking about, but as soon as you said his name, I I got it. Uh, Joe Namath, yeah. uh, I mean, they they won. That's the only Super Bowl they ever won, and that was what, like, freaking fifty years ago or something like that, man. So it's like they haven't done anything. They haven't done anything since then. So they are they're just hoping for something, and they they had it. They had uh freaking Aaron Rodgers, and yeah. Man, I guess the football guard said no, no. <laughs> you still not have anything, and, and still the and Green Bay, even though they did, they did beat the Bears again, even without now they got the new quarterback and they still own the Bears. So that's that's like Bears fans just like, well, we're just going to be fucked all the time against <laughs> Green Bay. Um, but they got screwed over by that injury too because they were going to get the Jets' first round pick if Aaron Rodgers played. Um, like a head of here to play a certain amount of games or snaps. Oh, uh, wow. And because he got hurt early, they only could get their second round pick. So some people were saying, well, those people being just me were saying that I think Aaron Rodgers got hurt on purpose just to fuck him over again. <laughs> 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 he just hates the Packers now. It's like, I don't think he's back. Um, all right. So, yeah, the first week of football, I mean, it was, it was cool. It was watching. The best game, though, was the... Uh, Miami Dolphins versus the Chargers game. That was exciting. Char- I mean, Miami came back and won, but it was like offensive. It's a big offensive game, and it was fun to watch. Um, me seeing that. That was like the second, the second games on Sunday. So I really enjoyed that. Um, one of the worst games were, or probably the worst game. If you're if you're um, a Giants, if you're not, if you're a Dallas fan, it's not. It was a great game. The, the Giants getting blown out. By Dallas, shut out like forty something to zip. Um, like the Giants just got shut down, and like I said, I always said thought that that Daniel Jones, like, it's for him to get paid that money, man. I was always thought it was a little weird, and I was like, man, I don't think he's that good a quarterback to be paid that, but maybe they see something that nobody else ever in the in like in media or anywhere saw. Because <laughs> even Giants fans, I don't think they even thought like, hmm, okay. Like we're gonna pay this man money, okay? Uh, well, he didn't look good this game. Uh, I mean, they didn't even score. Like that was ridiculous. For them to not even score, and I'm used to NFL doing that. Like, oh, a team dominates the first half. I was like, uh oh, yeah, they always do that. But then the other team always seems to want to come back and make it a game. This one with the NFL has it in the script. Like, nah, we gotta make it so people can stay in the seats. And but nah, I mean, not this game. The the Dallas just um well just said like fuck them and Giants. 
was just effing themselves over too at the same time. Uh, yeah, so that's it for the first week. Um, this week coming up, I know the Commanders are playing a team that I I did I do not remember. I had just looked it up earlier too. Uh, it's winnable. I know it's winnable, but Broncos. Hey. Yeah, the Broncos. That's right. Yeah, the Broncos with Russell Wilson, who they lost their first game. Um, even with the new coach who used to coach the Saints, is coaching them now, but they still didn't look great. Even though Russell Wilson didn't play horrible like he did games last year, mm-hmm. um, their defense is what kept them in it though. But the the Raiders still won. They they beat them. So the Raiders still own them. So they were just bragging like crazy over the Broncos fans and. Yeah, hopefully we'll still beat them. I'm hoping we beat them too, man. Because, uh, yeah, I would love it. I would love to beat the Broncos. Um, yeah, I don't know who the Ravens. Ravens are playing the Bengals. Yeah, yeah, that's a big. That's a big game because Bengals have come off the loss, and they look bad against Cleveland. Um, Cleveland got the bragging rights, man. Uh, so, because I remember, I think somebody on even on Cincinnati was saying like they're the team of Ohio or something like that, and <laughs> unfortunately that didn't work out for them. Um, and so now Ravens are going against a team that they're hungry. They don't want to start out on two, even though I think last year they did. And they still, but they came back and still won. So Ravens, yeah. And then Lamar Jackson didn't look great that first game. So, you know, he just got that big contract. So, and that's the same for um Joe Burrow for um Cincinnati. He got a huge contract. He didn't look good that first week. It was like, yeah, it was quite hmm. a few quarterbacks who had huge contracts. Who didn't look good or didn't play or got hurt while playing something like that. Yeah. So yeah, that was that was a crazy first week. So yeah, so that's it. So any WWE news? I guess or, the biggest or, thing. Or um, what's AEW. the other one called? Yeah, AEW. Um, nothing too much out of AEW this week. They're just kind of building back up after having their two in a row pay per views. Uh, WWE, I guess the biggest thing is they have closed the deal with UFC, so they are now merged under the TKO banner. Um, And along with that, I guess part of that, I mean, obviously, uh, unfortunately, there were some cuts. Uh, It seems like mostly like office stuff, but, you know, when they do mergers in businesses, it's always like redundancies and they always start to cut staff. Um, But no on-screen talent as far as we know so far. Um in ring, the I guess the biggest thing that came out this week is Becky Lynch won the NXT Women's Championship. Um, they kind of did this angle where Tiffany Stratton, the former NXT Women's Champion, was like talking about all the people that she was better than as far as like NXT Champion. She's like, I'm better than Sasha, I'm better than Bailey, I'm better than Becky. And then, like, she shows up on Raw, and Becky's like, I was never an NXT champion, but I'm going to be now. And that's kind of how that started. <laughs> so you go backwards? Isn't that kind of backwards, though? I, I mean, you can. They've, they've, for a while there, they treated NXT like it, it could be like a legitimate third brand um, and not as like, you know, the underclass, basically. You're starting to see more people kind of go between, but it as of late, it's been like the lower card guys. Like um, Baron Corbin has been on NXT uh, the past couple of, I want to say months at this point. Um, I don't think it's, it's looked back on. It's not looked at as like, oh my God, she's like, she's bit beaten up on the freshman or anything like that. Uh, 
for Becky, it feels kind of like they're just rounding her out because while she was in NXT, they never gave her the top title there. It wasn't until she won the SmackDown Women's Championship that she had won a title in WWE. So I feel like this is kind of just like um, a ceremonial almost like, okay, we're going to make you a Grand Slam champion because, you know, NXT title, women's world title and tag team titles um, and all the rest of them she has won. So I, I think they're just kind of like writing that wrong in in some people's eyes. And, you know, at the same time, they're they're getting more eyes on the NXT product. I, th- I think that's probably where their head is more than anything is like, how do we, how do we take some of our top talent and get more people to watch NXT? So we'll see how long she actually carries that title. I don't know if it'll be terribly long, but I could see her showing up on main roster product with that belt and hopefully attracting more eyes to the actual NXT show. I think is there is their thinking, especially now. I think they're getting close to the end of these contracts. There's a lot of speculation that Fox doesn't maybe pick them up for SmackDown, but there is some rumor going around that maybe ABC would pick them, or Disney would pick them up either for abc or fx potentially which fx would definitely be a downgrade whereas abc i think that would be pretty wild especially if they kept the friday night time slot i don't know currently what's going on on abc on friday nights but you know when you're on network television that's kind of kind of a big deal even though they already are with fox but fox is you know the newest of the networks um okay yeah, but uh, you know, kind of along with that, along with the merger stuff, they, I seemingly tried to put on the biggest show they could on on SmackDown because they got The Rock to come back. Uh, he showed up along with Pat McAfee and uh, put a beating on Austin Theory. Uh, earlier in the day, he was on Pat McAfee's podcast, talked a little bit about how it was basically set in stone that he was going to face Roman at. Uh, WrestleMania last year and that didn't work out for one reason or another. There's a lot of people speculating that the rock didn't want to uh, put over Roman, uh, let him win. Uh, It's just the way the verbiage he uses. Uh, He he very much kind of dances around why it didn't happen, but the terminology he uses, he's kind of like, you know, oh, we didn't want to just do a single thing. We wanted to, you know, we wanted this to be the beginning of the story. And like, I I think there could be a lot there to milk from The Rock versus Roman. I mean, Roman is calling himself the head of the table. Meanwhile, like The Rock is, if you're talking about this family of wrestlers, you know, he is very clearly the the alpha of, you know, the the whole thing. You know, he he was the biggest wrestler at his time. He is now one of the biggest people in Hollywood. You know, having that kind of those two butt heads, I think, would be really interesting. And I don't know that you necessarily need more than one match. And in fact, I think you you basically blow your load on one match, but in order to get there, you definitely need to spend the time to build it up, even though 
the rock could just appear anywhere and say, Hey, I challenge Roman and, and we're off to the races. Um, so yeah, he also teased a little bit that, you know, there could be something that's happening in Philadelphia this coming year at WrestleMania. So that to get that match, I think would be crazy whether it's going to be a good match or not. I mean, the rock is, I think 50 now going into 51, um, by the time we hit WrestleMania. So, and he's very, he very much doesn't look to be like in ring shape. Like obviously he's a Jack dude, but it, it seems like it's all kind of Hollywood muscle, right? Like he probably doesn't have the cardio to, to last the 30 minute wrestling match. Cause it didn't seem like he did 10 years ago when he faced John Cena. So, you know, obviously you give the man time. He could probably hopefully get himself there, but I don't know. There's a lot of speculation that, you know, he's, he's coming back to WWE to get some goodwill after all this like Maui controversy and all that stuff. But like, I, I don't think that's what it is. I, I think he's definitely got some free time in his schedule now because, you know, they can't act right now, now that, you know, SAG is on strike. So I, I think that definitely attributes to why he's here, but I don't know that he's, you know, you know, crawling on his hands and knees to come back and, and try and appease himself to the fans or anything like that. I think he's just like, ah, you know what? Well, I got some free time. Uh, he's a guy that... Uh, it seems to respect the business, even if he's not necessarily going to, you know, participate it in it a lot more, you know, there were stories. Well, there's not stories. It's uh, from um, Bray Wyatt's sister. Uh, she put out a, a post on social media, basically saying, you know, thank you to the rock because he's been helping keep groceries in our fridge and, you know, helping the family out after Bray Wyatt's passing, you know, and that's not something that he's been, you know, advertising on his Instagram or anything like that. So, you know, he's a guy that gives back, even if we don't necessarily know about it. So yeah, that's, that's kind of what's going on with wrestling now. All right. So, um, we're going to skip what we've been watching. Cause I haven't really watched anything and yeah, I guess you haven't. Yep. All right. So we're going right into what we've been playing. So, you can go ahead uh, yeah. since you only have one game here. Yep, just more Mortal Kombat 11. I haven't even gotten back to the story. Just been trying to do towers. But I did get to the, like the frustrating part of the towers where like I'm still doing the um the character specific stuff for Scarlet and now I'm in a tower where I have to do there're two uh like qualifications that I need to meet and one of them is there are two different things that I don't typically do in, in the matches. The one is like where you do the X-ray style move, but as just like a counter move, I can't remember what they're called. And then the other one, I don't even know what it is. And it's like, Oh man, it's getting to the point where you're making me like kind of grind out these moves or like fight. I guess there's like an aspect of like, okay, they want me to explore these different ways of, of fighting and maybe get me more familiar with the game. But to me, it just kind of feels like, all right, let me play the game that I, the way I want to play it and don't like gatekeep me with these kind of like, it's not currencies. I'm not having to pay for anything outside of like paying in my time, but it, it feels like something that should come across more naturally than it just 
the way it is now, it feels like I'm going to have to basically just purposefully do these moves to try and unlock this tower stuff. And that's a little bit frustrating. So that might actually push me back into getting back into finishing that story. But I'm also just hoping there's a sale, you know, soon with Mortal Kombat one coming out and you know, the, the steam birthday stuff, like I'm hoping there will be a sale on that aftermath DLC sooner rather than later. So I can kind of just float from the end of that story into that DLC to keep the motivation going. But yeah, other than that, I, I played a very tiny bit of Starfield uh, after we recorded the podcast. Um, I was trying it out through the streaming and like I was telling you, I, it, it definitely runs more consistently through streaming than on my PC, because like I was talking about last week, there was a lot of slowdown when I got into combat, but the 30 frames base definitely feels slower and and you kind of feel it when you're just playing it you know because my pc's running it a little faster than that when there's not a whole lot going on so yeah that's that's where i'm at what have you been playing all right so i've been playing um it'll be a lot of starfield but i'll get into that um i tried that new game solar ash that came out which is Mm -hmm by the guys who did Hyper Life Drifter. And now that I'm looking at Hyper Life Drifter, uh, I didn't play this game. So I cannot compare it to this game. <laughs> um, but Solar Ash is like a, a fully 3D game. It's not um, in a, a top-down view. So you um, you are some type of being, and your plan is like it's about to be destroyed, going to a black hole or something, and you're trying to stop it. I'm not really fully understanding the story, but the gameplay feels good. I, I do like how you kind of just skate around the world. It's almost like you're kind of skating, but you're like gliding, mm-hmm. but you're moving your feet almost like you're skating or something. And where you hold the L um, left trigger, and um, you can boost, I believe, with the right one. You do some boost, and then you got um, some action buttons where like um, attack button and things of that nature. And then when you... Um, I was fighting this big enemy or something like um, you hit these um, these pillars and when you hit the pillars they um, they create like almost um, like some type of chain where um, you have to hit the next pillar a certain amount of time or you um, it will either explode to hurt you depending where you are on a platform like it, it looks like some um, like um, some black oil kind of thing um which um most most of the time when you see the black oil stuff it's fine but just sometimes when it's like a pillar with it or it look like it's um glowing it means like if you stay on it too long you'll explode so like the enemy was kind of mm-hmm. made up of that so when you can't hit the pillar and pillar then you kind of hit the rb button like um to kind of grapple to a point and you kind of stab it to his eye and there's some other obstacles that are like that early on. Like, I'm only very early in the game, so I just beat the first boss. So this is, uh, so I haven't got too far in the game to see other mechanics being used or anything. Uh, but I know it feels good. Like, I like it. Like, it's kind of fast, because you kind of kind of go real fast. Because, mm-hmm. like, I did record it, but you'll see, like, how I was dying um, a lot, because I couldn't figure out either certain puzzles or um, <laughs> in fighting the boss. Like how fast I could go, I didn't know I had to be super fast. I didn't know and the problem was that the camera view too. I didn't know where I was standing on. Like if I was on like 
a part of the the bone part of his back or the skin part, which was, uh, was going to hurt me. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of hard to tell. But then I figured it out eventually and got through. And yeah, so far, so far, I enjoy the game I'm playing right now. I mean, it, it seems all right. It, it looks good. It, it plays well. I'm playing on PC. Um, so I haven't played it on through the stream and on Xbox. And I don't, I don't know. If it's on Xbox One, I know it's on Series X, of course, but yeah, I don't know if this is on Xbox One also, but yeah, I don't know what the views are. I know it says very positive on Steam, but I haven't looked at any reviews on the game to see how people yeah. liked it. And like like I said, I have played Hyperlight Drifter, even though that got good reviews. I haven't played that before, so this is my first game. Um, from this developer, Heart Machine, mm-hmm. but uh, I played at a um, Perna games, Perma yeah. games, um, before they published the game. But yeah, yeah it seemed all right. I mean, I don't know how much time we're really spending on it since I mean, we're gonna be <laughs> so playing on Starfield. So, yeah. but I did want to try it out though. Um, cool. Also, I go ahead. I was just saying it seems cool. It is on Xbox One and. From the video I saw on Steam, like it's getting really good reviews because they have all the review scores on there. It's like 8.5s and up kind of thing. Okay. You said Steam? Steam, they have the actual reviews up? Yeah, because they have like uh, the trailer that they have on there is like one of those where it's like, oh, okay, I got you. Um, So is, is is it on PS5 also or PS4? It is, let me see, it is on Nintendo Switch, Switch, Xbox One, and Series X right now. Oh, it's not on, okay, so maybe it'll come later. Yeah. Um, All right, so the other game I did play was Baldur's Gate 3, so I figured, like, if Starfield was working okay, when I get to that, it was working okay on my um, computer, I said, I'm going to try Baldur's Gate 3. So, um... I did that. It does not, yeah. It like if I put it on low, it runs well, but it doesn't look that good. Like mm-hmm. it, like um, some of the textures take time to come up, especially on the faces. And the faces almost look like um, I don't know what it's called, but people have kind of like a crater kind of face, like uh, they, yeah. they have dents on their face or something. It kind of looks like that at first until <laughs> it did. Then the graphics get better. Weird. But um, it runs okay. Like I don't have like any problems with that, and um, I don't really have a whole lot of. St- I don't. I don't really see any stuttering or lagging or anything. So that's fine. Um, I yeah. It's just, it is a lot of voice acting in this game. I wonder how long that took just to get all this talking. It seems like you talk to everybody. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, this is definitely a hardcore RPG. Yeah, um, that's like what scares it, me. Yeah, this is like it's the closest like game that I know that like people who are not really into this, but they play some RPG. Like if you if you play Dragon Age, and it's that's that it that it makes Dragon Age one definitely like not counting like two and three because they definitely were mainstreamed. Um, it makes that even look almost mainstreamed, and uh, <laughs> I used to think that was kind of hardcore when I played it because yeah. I would say like, "Oh, I do more than this than any other RPGs I do." Uh, but this really, like, yeah, it's kind of on the lines of the games like the Vinny Original Sin, like I played. Um, but it's it's better. I mean, because like I said, it's voice acting throughout. 
And you can change the camera. I mean, you can change the camera in Infinity Windows Sin too, and I think even in the enhanced version, it's even better. But this is like a full 3D world. I mean, so if you get close enough, it looks like a full 3D world. Um, and the characters talking, the animations they make and stuff, and the choices you can make um, is great. Thing is, this ain't simple like, okay, I'm going to choose this, and this will happen. Like, this is a good choice. Sometimes... Because it's not only you make the choice, you get a dice roll. Like, because it's like a D&D game. Mm -hmm. So it's like, oh, well, this, like, you say you want to do something. I'm going to fix this. They do a dice roll. If you can, we'll do it. If you don't get a good dice roll, it'll be like, oh, you failed at um, fixing this um, thing or healing this person. Or, oh, you failed to convince this person to do this. Uh, or you can fail and convince them to not fight, and you have to fight them, or whatever. Like, yeah, it's a lot of choices. Most of the choices are based on dice rolls, so you have to uh, either level up in certain aspects of your character where you can get a better chance of winning those dice rolls. And depending on the character, sometimes it's easier to win a dice roll because of what you are, right. or or your persuasion or whatever. Um, luckily, I have cheats, so my dice rolls are always good. And they always seem to work. Um, I, I mean, at first, I, I was doing it with, when I was just kept losing. And then I said, you know what? It's, it got, it's got to be a cheat for me just to win dice rolls. And I saw it's like, okay, I want to turn on sometimes. Like, because some things I just wanted, I just wanted to win. Um, but, yeah, so it's it's really deep in, deep in that. So it's like, wow, this is like a big game of chance. So I know it's probably a lot of... Um, What's it called? Spamming or whatever, like um, like oh, like saves coming. Yeah, saves coming. Yeah, like you just hey, make it to like you about to talk to somebody, talk to somebody. You better just save. You better just <laughs> save just in case, just in case you don't like the choice you make. Yeah, uh, and or like or the choice or the choice the dice makes for you, whatever. Uh, but yeah, it is very deep. I didn't really get far at all in this game, even though I put probably hours into it just because there's so much there and i did uh have like what four or five characters in my party now that i got and um yeah and they have feelings towards what your choices are so far the characters i have are mostly well two of them are really like goody two shoes so when i do a good thing they all are great one of the characters, she seems like she's neutral as of right now. She she doesn't really react to much of anything. <laughs> um, well, the only thing I know she doesn't like a certain type of race. Um, oh. These goblin-looking creatures um, who were because they were she was the, the the woman goblin was well not a she wasn't a goblin um, because the goblins are actually are short little things. I don't know what she was, but she looked like a, she's on the front of the cover. She looked like an orc kind of being. And she, um, the elf didn't seem like she liked her. Um, I chose to be a, um, I'm a warlock, but I'm also, my race is like some kind of devil looking race. Um, so I just, I forgot what they were called, but they're, they're a certain race. They're not really evil or not, and they just have the look of it because mm-hmm. of something in the past, but they act normal because I met other ones and they seem just like normal people or something like that. The way they talk and do anything and, so, um, so uh, to tell you the truth, I was disappointed because I wanted to be something more. I wanted to be like, <laughs> yes, I'm a devil spawn or something like that. Say, fear me. But no, they don't. They don't. No, that's <laughs> all. So, um, 
But yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it seemed like a good game, man. Like it seemed like it was a fun game, and that's like um, the the hardcore, the hardcoreness of it is kind of a turn off for me. But because of the story element, it's so deep, and I'm story is always the first thing for me in these games, and it's voice acting, so I don't have to do have a whole lot of reading. Thank God. Like I had to do so far, I really had to do no reading except for just you know picking up books. Like you do in all RPGs, um, that, so I'm like, wow, that's um, yeah, I like this because uh, I guess they got the budget for this game compared to I guess they got the money for whatever they got from the original one, original sin one and two. They they got to do this game, um, and yeah, it, it's awesome. Um, it's just funny because the video original sin one I know was a Kickstarter game. Mm. I don't know if two was. And I definitely don't think Baldur's Gate 3 was. Nah, I don't think yeah, so. Yeah, so. Um, Alright, so Starfield. So I've been playing a, a shitload of this. And so now I tried it on PC. I Because I got my hard drive. Um, and I... My one terabyte like SD drive. Um, I forgot what kind of speed it is. But I think it's one of the top speeds. Um, and I put it up there. And... So it started bad at first. So I was like, "Oh, it mean it's better than what it was on my regular hard drive, though." But then after I reloaded and went back in, it started looking better, and now it looks even. It looks all right. Like it's not great, but it's it runs faster than what it does than the Xbox Series X. Mm-hmm. It's just not as consistent as that one. That was like co- totally consistent. Right. Um, but but it's it's good enough for me to play. And I mean, I have fun playing it. So, and me, you know, just um, using the cheats I want to use. It, it's that that's that's the important thing, people. That's what's important. Um, so yeah, um, I've been like I'm kind of been off the main story path. I I did some of it, but then I got to planets and I started wanting to do other things. And I'm just mad. Like so far, the characters I gotten are kind of good guys. So when I do something bad, they don't not, they don't like it. Like um, I mean, I haven't done anything serious bad. I try, I just tried something bad just to see what they would react. And they said they don't like it. I said, oh man, because some things I was thinking like I really wanted to um start it like um, rating people's ships, you know, just just for the hell of it. <laughs> but but I don't want to have these guys being all disapproving of me, all yeah. they judging me. So I've been trying to find those other characters that, that seem kind of shady. So I just hire anybody who I'm usually meet and just say, yeah, you can come on my ship, because you know. They don't only come on the ship. They can just say they're part of your crew because you can't fit but so many people on the ship. But you can just change them in and out like who you want on the ship. And I um, think yes, I think right now I did find a, a gang member. Like she was part of this gang and um, this this woman and maybe she'll be okay with me doing some shady shit. So I'm like, okay, when I want to start doing shady shit, I'm going to have her come with me. Because so right now I'm kind of being a marshal. So I got this guy who used to be a former marshal with me, and who has a daughter. He's one of the main character people, um, and he has a daughter that comes on the ship too. Um, she's she's cute and fun, um, and he's a cool guy, you know. But just that I know when I want to probably do some shady shit on this neon planet, which I made my character from this area. I used to mm. be a street rat, you know, <laughs> just like a Latin. Um, but uh, <laughs> I didn't have a pet monkey, or maybe I did have a pet monkey when I was younger. He, he died though. Um, so, I, um, because I'm on Neon now, and there's a lot of things to do, like some gang thing I, I wanted to try out. So, I'm going to see where it goes. So, I did, yeah, I think I 
dismissed them just to go by myself and I said to try to stop. I know I did some drugs, some Aurora. Oh and that's my. the that's the time thing. Like it slows down time when you do Aurora. Um and I think you only could take but so many at time. And the thing is, here's why I'm mad. I took one and it said always oh, said I'm addicted. I said that's bullshit. <laughs> I was like, it no, only you takes don't get one, Dominic. <laughs> that does they, they really go on by like yeah, like those fucking commercials with drugs. I'm like, get man, I took one fucking um you still there? Because I heard something yeah. sound like something disconnected for me. Alright, huh. um So yeah, I I was that I, I didn't like that. So now man, I do got medicine to not be addicted to it though, so cause I just want to try it out. And you know, just like in real life, you no, know, I just want to try it. See how it is. Uh, <laughs> and now you're addicted uh, to all types. Of things. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, I did some ship battles. Um, I had fun doing that. Yeah, like especially when you get to the lock on, where you kind of like when you it really slows it down the ship battle, so you can really shoot at them and stuff and disable the shields and everything. Um, I did buy like a better ship, but I can't use it because I don't have the piloting skills to use it uh, apparently so I have to that means it says I have to destroy like 15 more ships or some shit oh wow so I was like, oh, let's go blow up some more ships then alright um <laughs> so <laughs> um there was um a lot of things I do since my persuasion is so great that I haven't really had to fight so a lot of things I have to talk people down it's kind of disappointing like it's like ah, oh, it's kind of anticlimactic. Yeah, yeah. I was like, it's like I wanted, to, I wanted to shoot the bank robbers instead of just talking them down. I talked to yeah, I talked them down so good that um they came out surrender and everything. It's like oh, we was wrong for what we did. But um yeah um the game is the game. I'm just having so much fun with it. I mean, it's like just like with Fallout with so many characters and things of that nature. Um. Just like in the in funny things, you know, that happens like um I think it was like somewhere in Neon where it was like it was some store some place it's like, hey, it's I think it was a hotel somewhere. It's hey, it's only uh like you say this place, yes, it is really great. It's not so bad. It's only like fifteen percent crime rate or something. It is it's great here. It's something like, some, some <laughs> shit like that. And then um Oh uh, what what else have I done? Um uh, it's just so it's so much. I know I've been on the moon. I've been on the moon, like the Earth's moon. I haven't been on Earth yet, though. Because I want to oh. go on Earth. I want to see what it is. What's it like mm-hmm. on there? Uh, but like I've been on the moon. I, I saw the moon landing um, site. Um, I took a picture, and um, <laughs> I was like, oh, and yeah, but but it's just like it's just like future mom. It's like, oh, who cares? <laughs> like you got all this other stuff happening. This ain't nothing. <laughs> no pirates on the moon. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh. And this is really just you know what? This game is basically a western in space. That that's essentially what it is. Like the way it's treated. You know, the way things are done. Like in the farming and all this. It just feels like a western in space. That's Ooh, what it really feels like. Yeah. Like a space western, something like that. Um, Cowboy Bebop. I mean, except for <laughs> it's. It's not, um, but yeah, I. But yeah, I, I'm I'm having a good time with it. Like this is the game. Like I, I do, I do want to keep playing. Like I'm taking a break from Judgment. I, I'll come back to that game next year, probably sometime. But um, <laughs> like yeah, this um, 
it's definitely going to be taking up a lot of my time um, playing this game. Nice. Um, all right. So I guess we'll take a quick break. When we get back, we'll get to the flashback segment. All right. And we're back. And now we're flashbacking to 2013, 10 years ago. And we're starting off with Volgar the Viking on the Windows platform. Um, so what is this game, Daniel? Uh, it's basically a side-scrolling action game that harkens back to like the Super Nintendo games. It was brought out by Adult Swim games. And just like the title says, you play as a Viking guy and uh, you're killing things. So it's pretty cool. It's worth checking out. But, come on, I mean, it's got to give me more. He got to give me more than that for me to say it's a ten-year, like it's a tenth-year anniversary for it. Yeah, I mean, it's special, Dominic. It's it's definitely worth playing. I mean, it's it's definitely just kind of simple. It it harkens back to those old days. It's relatively difficult, you know, the same way those old style games are. Um, but I mean, there's not much depth to it outside of that. It's just a really cool game that I I like. Okay. All right, so what else we got? We got the wonderful one-on-one that came on the Wii U. So, I I mean, it was um, touted as, like, one of those big releases to come on the Wii U. Yeah. Like, it was a Platinum Games game, but I really knew nothing about this game. I never played it. So, um, I just know it, it kind of looked like a Katamari type of thing going on here, and I didn't really know what was going on honestly with the game i just saw that the reviews weren't like they weren't bad but they weren't like great so I, yeah. that's why i just out of sight out of mind man for me yeah so like same. so what yeah go, go ahead yeah basically the same it, it was never a game that i played or, or spend too much time with it was a game that was kind of like highly anticipated because it I think it had it it shares some stuff with uh beautiful joe as well it definitely shares that aesthetic at least i think like the the, one of the game designers or something has ties to that game um and like you said platinum but yeah then it came out i mean it being on the wii u which i never had also it was just one of those things that kind of fell by the wayside but you know it it did make a return i think it's come out now on the switch right or it was coming out yeah it came out of switch yeah but once again it just kind of came and went because the reviews just weren't there to to make me any more motivated to check it out this time. Yeah, well, they were worse for the Switch, um, probably because of just like, hey, it's, they did nothing with it. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, because GameSpot gave it a four out of ten on the Switch. Ooh, they gave it an eight out of ten on the Wii U. That's nah, just different reviewers, Dominic. And apparently, it came on a PS4. That um, sounds yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. Um, it did come on the PC also. Um, yeah, IGN did give it a not. They gave it a higher score. They gave it a nine out of ten on the Switch. They gave it a seven point four on the Wii U. <laughs> I mean, most likely. Why reviews don't matter, now. Yeah, I mean, it's different reviewers for these things, but it's just it does make it. <laughs> it it like yeah, that's when it comes trouble when you have like one big establishment and it just says this is the review, because that. You got to tell me, like, okay, why was it so much lower on the Wii U? And you give it a 9 out of 10. But there's nobody else who gives it a higher score on the Switch yeah. than the Wii U version. <laughs> there's, I, there's nobody else who does that. I'm looking at all the other um, ones. 
At least, at least some do the same. At least, like hardcore gamer gave it a three point five, and on both, I see. Yeah, I don't see anybody who's gave it given the highest score on the Switch. Yeah, that is. Yep, that's why people complain about IGN. <laughs> but they get it's like you go. I mean, it's based on a reviewer. That's what it is. But it's just yeah. It, and these, it's like I don't know. I don't know what y'all can do. I mean, really. Um, you can't get the same person if they ain't there um, to like to review the game. So I, I understand that. And um, and if that person's probably somewhere else, like they're doing something there, they moved up or something. Who knows? Like to another department. But um, so I, I I get that. But it does make it like weird um, for that. I hope, my hope is bitching the review. Like I honestly, I hope it's bitching the review saying like, yeah, I wasn't the guy who reviewed it. I thought it was a great game on the Wii U. <laughs> Um, all right, so we got, um, oh, here we go. This is big. Ten years ago, one of the biggest games ever has came out. Still is. Their, their first, <laughs> for the first time. This game came out for the first time ten years ago. Grand Theft Auto Five. Wow. Man, and I cannot wait for this game. Like, this is what I was, couldn't wait for. I was like, yes, I've been spending my hours at this. I was like, I didn't care about those new consoles. Cause I was like, are they getting Grand Theft Auto Five right now? No, <laughs> then I don't give a damn. So, yeah, I ain't care about no Xbox One or PS4. Cause I was like, oh, Grand Theft Auto Five is coming out in this gen. So, yeah, I was still good, and that game was awesome. I played the shit out of that game. I loved it. Uh, mm-hmm. It was amazing. Like going, switching those, switching those characters, man. The um, animation, the car, the driving the cars, a whole lot better. Cause this is like coming oh, from. Yeah. Red Dead Redemption and the last Grand Theft Auto was four, mm-hmm. so Red Dead Redemption was definitely better than four for me personally. Of course, they have cars, but um, I saw things progressing in a better way. And then the driving in four was really bad. Um, so going to this game and driving, I was like, "Oh man, this is a whole lot better than what four was with the floaty cars and like yeah. the cars look like this tip over, this this, this, the this tip over." Yeah, I was like, "Whoa." <laughs> Oh my goodness, man! Just turning quarters, man. You you just freaking like whoop, doing a roll, barrel roll. <laughs> like, but yeah, uh, the gun play, the guns were better. Like oh, aiming yeah. and shooting was so much better than those games. It was yeah, yeah, because it really felt like a progression for Red Dead. Because Red Dead felt better with the older guns and stuff. I was like, man, she's better than Red Dead than goddamn um. Freak, uh, yeah, freaking Grand Theft Auto, and but things Red Dead had that dead eye too, where it slows down, and yeah, then you do I'm have sure. that with a certain character. I think you get it with. I don't think all the characters have it, um, but I know you get a point where you do get some slowdown, like a special, because like um, Franklin's special is his cart. I know yeah. he's driving the car. Um, I forget what the other guy's special was. Maybe he was Rage, the crazy one. I don't know. Um, but yeah, the the story was funny. It was great. Yeah, I I, I yeah, Grand Theft Auto was awesome. Yeah. And yeah, multiplayer didn't come out yet. Multiplayer didn't come out to like before uh, they sullied um, it with that. Yeah, uh, like a month later or a little over a month later. I don't know, but I know it was it wasn't it wasn't that far off though. Yeah. Um, because I think four was the same way. Four didn't come out uh when it launched either. But almost felt like that was longer. A wait for multiplayer than it was for five um 
I can't remember, but I know I didn't launch with it. So, um, what else is there? And I was thinking, yeah, but the only bad thing is with five, I was thinking like we want to get some single player DLCs at some point. Yeah. They kind of just embedded all that DLC with the multiplayer. Like mm-hmm. they had some, looked like some nice story elements, but I, it was something I had to play with people, and I, I'm not, I'm not that kind of guy, not, not anymore. All right. So what else we got here? We got boat. Boktai? The sun is in your hand. This is the Kojima game on the Game Boy Advance that had a solar sensor on the cartridge, so you had to be outside to play it. Uh, Basically, it had a solar sensor on the cartridge. The more sun that you had, the more like firepower that you had for your little gun. It was kind of like a a Zelda isometric view game, but you had a, a, a... basically an energy pistol instead of like a sword or something. It was really novel. Um, I never played it in any official capacity, like on, on a game boy. So I never experienced the actual solar sensor aspect of it. I played it through the emulator and in that you could just be like full solar all the time. It's a really novel game. I, I got a kick out of it. I, I think it's really cool. So what? So if it's not, if we play at nighttime, like what happens? I uh, basically don't have enough power to to do anything in that game. As the real downside of that, I, I don't think they fully thought through. Uh, you know, because you're you also have to consider that this is the time when like the SP is like about to come out. I don't think it's quite out yet. Um, I think we saw on the covers, you know, uh, Nintendo Power last we talked about them, you know, that it was coming soon. So you're sitting there playing a Game Boy Advance with an awful screen that has no backlight in the bright ass sun. So you can't actually see the game very well while you're playing this game. Yeah, it, uh. it, it's just one of those like you've heard the story of like Kojima being like, I want to make a game where the disc destroys itself. If you die, like it's kind of like that where he's like, Oh, right. They maybe gave him a little too much rain here. And, uh, maybe to the detriment of the game. Yeah. But, it, it got, yeah. Cause most of the reviews were good. Except for yeah. game informer. <laughs> oh, wow. A former gave it a five out of 10. Oh, wow. Everybody else had like eights. Yeah. I mean, no, I, I definitely, definitely think it's up there, you know. There, I guess fun. that guy, he said, I mean, I play in um, Alaska. And I don't get that much sunlight all the time. <laughs> exactly. Damn it. <laughs> all right. So um, another big game came out, but wasn't really good. But it was um, it was big <laughs> because it was Dino Crisis 3, and it was exclusive to the Xbox. Yeah. So it was like, like Microsoft paid Capcom to say, hey, we want an exclusive game. And... Man, they they gave them one. They they pretty much hit the bed with it. Um, but they uh, they gave them Dying Crisis three, and I think that's racism, Daniel. I think they said, "Yep, here you go, American console. You got your exclusive right here." Um, but nah, man, this is disappointing though, because I mean, Dying Crisis was a series that people did like. Um, you know, got it like the guys from Resident Evil, and they did something, and it was a little different. Like, well, the first one was very similar to Resident Evil. Then the second one was a little more action. Some people did like it. Some people liked the um, change. It was okay. They were okay with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but this one just went, I think it definitely went action, but it went, um, I guess, to some weird place uh, that, uh, I like, I lost, and when I saw the reviews, I kind of just 
lost interest to even look at much of the game. Yeah. But um, it's just a common criticism with the camera system. Um, the worst one guy said the worst camera ever on IGN. The problem was due to the high speeds that the player can frequently travel at. As with the first two Dino Crisis titles and the early elements of the Resident Evil series, rooms and Dino Crisis Three are separated into separate indivisible invisible zones where the camera is set to change once the boundary is crossed. Because of the fast moving jetpack, players will travel between those boundaries rapidly with multiple camera changes. Oh god, so it wasn't like you could it was a fixed camera. And you still ha- use like fast moving but a fixed camera. That 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 that's horrible. Time to remake Dino Crisis Three down. Um, they said some of the puzzles weren't good. It's the puzzles method was to jigsaw. Um, voice acting was thought to be reasonable quality. Okay, I mean reasonable would be that they they speak English and you can understand them. I guess that's reasonable. But um, yeah, man, it was a disappointment. Yeah, this is definitely a, a futuristic too. I I wasn't really big on the setting. That's yeah. really one of my biggest things. Was that like futuristic and you're on like the space station so it's kind of like like an alien kind of thing you know just like i don't i don't want that i just want i want jurassic park man just want to kill dinosaurs yeah all right so uh what else we got we got simpsons hit and run man this was big um even though i had the previous one road rage um but this was the better version and this was like oh this is the real grand theft auto that was crazy taxi and this is like grand theft auto you can get out your car and do things and yeah, I mean, I, the people I know who played it said they enjoyed it, and uh, the reviews were uh, they were actually all right. I mean, it got a seventy nine on GameCube, eighty two on PC, seventy eight on PS two, eighty one on Xbox. Yeah, they got decent reviews, man. And like, this is probably at, this is well, this is definitely I can say this. This is the best Simpsons game ever at the time. Like, there was nothing better, no Simpsons game better than this. Uh, and then this is probably far better than any other game because <laughs> every other game probably sucked. Now the Crazy Taxi one was actually pretty good. Was down? Well, it was okay. It was okay because I mean I enjoyed it. The bad thing is, with the load times were horrible on that game. It was really mm-hmm. horrible. But um, yeah, this is like the pinnacle. And the only other game that kind of stands next to it is that the Simpsons game that came out on 360. And PS3, and I think I don't, I don't think that ever came to PC officially. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, because I, I think I, I think I was looking that up. You probably have to pay on the emulator, but yeah, that Simpsons game was fun, and that was multiplayer. Um, I, I don't know if this was multiplayer. I don't think so. I think it was like Grand Theft Auto being one player. Um, but don't, don't call, no, you can call me on it. I don't care. Well, what you gonna do? Uh, but anyway, <laughs> the um, but yeah, um, I think that's the closest thing. Like, I wonder who. I mean, I think some people will pick this one to be better, uh, even though I do like I like the Simpsons game. I mean, yeah, it has problems, but overall, I think as for like comedy wise and things, it it, it was fun. Simpsons game fun. I know my friend played the shit out of that game because he had that game. Like he had that game for years when he was in college when I let him borrow it. <laughs> um. But yeah, um, did you ever play Hit and Run? Uh, very little bit, um, because I I tried playing that on my PC, and at the time, I, I don't think my PC could quite handle it. 
So I never, piece never got now, too Daniel. much. In- <laughs> so go, go back to it. <laughs> the game can't handle my PC now, Dominic. Um, <laughs> yeah, that that's kind of... I remember being excited to explore, you know, but I I never really got too much time to spend with it because it just didn't work for very well. All right. So what else we got here? We got Star Wars Jedi Knight Jedi Academy, man. Yeah. So this is the Jedi Knight series. Uh, I was always jealous. Like, I couldn't ever play these games because they didn't come on anything, except for the Xbox. And I, like, say, man, I didn't get a PlayStation version of this or anything. But, um, yeah, this was pretty big. Uh, I mean, only got 80. I mean, 80. I mean, that's still good. But, yeah, I mean, um, those games were just that. They were, they were like, you know, just below AAA, basically. Yeah. But they were awesome because you could go into like the console commands because they were basically run on, you know, Quake Engine or whatever. And you could turn on like dismemberment and stuff like that and have like an actual Star Wars experience where you're cutting off people's uh, limbs and whatnot. And Raven made this. Yeah. The um, Jedi Outcast 2 was the, like the first one of those type of games I actually played, though. Mm. Um, and that was great. It, it also almost blew up my friend's PC. Awesome. That's awesome. Uh, What else? Um, And oh, that's it. That is it for. uh, Wait a minute. Did I say we're going back 20 years? Or I just went right to. I don't think I said that. I I think I went from Grand Theft Auto just straight to 2003. All the games I said started from um, Boktai is um, were 2003. So we we were 20 years ago. All right, so we got one more huge thing. Steam was officially lo- has officially launched twenty years ago. That's crazy. And yeah, I didn't hear about Steam until probably five years after this. Um, at <laughs> <laughs> the two thousand no, well, two thousand three. No, I probably two or three years. For me, it was the next year because that's when Half Life Two came out. And even with the disc, you had to install Steam to play Half-Life 2. Thing so is, I, I probably heard I Steam or read it because I, I wouldn't have saw it or anything. Yeah. So um, I probably read it and just didn't know what it was. It's like, oh, get on Steam. I said, oh, I, I always thought things like, I think I, when I probably saw Steam, I probably just thought of GameSpy mm-hmm. for some reason. Uh, but like, I, I knew GameSpy was a thing. Um, but. Yeah, then I start, I think I read it like, oh, Steve's where you can buy games and stuff like that. And yeah, I think with Half-Life and stuff, I think when the Orange Box start coming and then I start really looking into Steam and I was like, oh, it's just a, it's just a store. I, I didn't know what it, I thought it was something like, you, you get games and you just have them. Like, like, like you buy, you, you, you go to the store and. I didn't really understand it. I didn't really understand what the fuck that shit was, honestly. <laughs> I, I didn't really understand what the hell it was. But, yeah, Steam launched um, 20 years ago. I mean, it's the the biggest marketplace for PC gaming. I mean, this is way below, because, hell, people just hate Epic, and yeah. they even just Which said, is hilarious, no, because when this came out, everybody hated this. <laughs> people were very upset, especially, like, when, uh, when uh, Half-Life 2 came out and you know they required you to install it everybody was freaking out about it yeah that's amazing it's amazing how just that's what epic's hoping for they're like oh we'll just stick it out and eventually everybody will like us too 
Well, whatever. They like, man, we got Fortnite, so it's like, what the <laughs> fuck? Um, and I guess like with Valve, like we got Half Life, so yeah, what the, what you going to do? Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, now we're at the point where like, yeah, th- this is the huge thing. I mean, you're talking about all the things that Steam has done, you know, with like, um, I remember these. That was a big thing with the before. It was something before the cards. What was before the cards that Steam did, where people used to uh, like was it something in the marketplace you could sell stuff or something like you could sell i remember some kind of I yeah like you could get items like uh, there, there's those uh, like ear pods for the for team fortress 2 like cosmetics and stuff that you know if you've still got a pair of those that are unused or something you can sell for like hundreds of dollars or something ridiculous and, and then like it, i remember the cards that was a big thing when yeah. it first came out um i don't know what what it is now i don't know if mean if people still do stuff with it it's just not really talked about yeah because um, i remember selling them it's like all right i'm gonna make five cents off of this card because i don't need this yeah it's just amazing that it was actually a market that somebody bought him though for five cents yep man <laughs> i mean like on the high end you would get like a dollar for some of them if they were like more rare ones it was it was crazy but yeah uh yeah, I mean, we, we all know what Steam is now. Like, it's just that it's it's twenty years old. And you you said they they have some type of sale going on. Like, yeah, um, they've got yeah. they've got some sales going on. They got sales on the Steam Deck. They also have uh, you know like uh, commemorative wallpapers and avatar icons and stuff like that going on. Oh, okay. Yep, twenty years. Yeah, look at that. The twentieth anniversary. Yeah. So Steam. Look at that. You get Avengers for three ninety nine. <laughs> That game's gonna be around for another three ninety nine months. <laughs> All right. So, oh yeah, this. Oh well, we we'll talk about that later. Um, doing new releases. All right, and so that's it for two thousand three, and then and that's it for the flashback segment. I didn't really have anything for thirty for year, thirty years ago. So we'll take a quick break when we get back and get to the gaming news. All right. And we're back. So let's get to the gaming news. What we got, man? All right, Dominic. Uh, Unity has found itself in some hot water this week because they have announced plans, uh, changes to their licensing agreements, basically beginning on January 1st of 2020, they are going to be imposing a 20 cent per install fee, uh, for any game that has made, I think $200,000 in its lifetime. Um, and like like it like start like just starting now like I can't go for can it go back and do that? So it's not gonna be like okay this game that has been it's it's not gonna say okay this game was installed in 2018 you know this many times, but it is going to factor in for games that had previously released. So um, for example, the developer of the ah why am I blanking on the name the cult game with the the cat. The Lamb, Cults of the Lamb. <laughs> yeah. Duh. Uh, the Cults of the Lamb developer basically said, like, they're going to end up having to delist their game um, unless something changes. Because even though that game has been made and released, that fee would still apply to them. And, you know, in the, in the case of um, a game that's cheaper, like a Vampire Survivors, um, 
some developers have mentioned things like that where it's like, oh yeah, if if I'm selling the game for like a dollar ninety nine or five dollars, twenty cents to me is a whole lot more than what it would be to a seventy dollar developer. Um Yeah. It's kind of wild to see this because Unity, even as someone who was trying to learn more game development stuff years ago, that was where I went to because it was ubiquitous as kind of like the indie thing uh, before Epic. Like, I appreciate you, Unity's position in this space because they're the ones that kind of forced Unreal to allow for smaller creators to work with their software. It, it wasn't really until Unity became a bigger thing as a here, this is free software until you start making a certain amount of money that unreal followed suit and did the same thing. So now seeing unity take this like very big step in the wrong direction, seemingly it, it, it really is like, what are you guys doing here? I, I know a lot of people have um, basically said that this points to John Riccatella's, you know, inability to actually run a business. He was the guy that was the head of EA when they started first implementing like loot boxes. Um, and then he's, you know, now in charge at, at, um, at unity. So people were just saying like, Oh yeah, he's just bad at business. So he's, you know, trying bad to business trying to, that's, that's a bad thing uh, for business it, loot it, boxes. It, well, that that I mean, that's bad for us, but I don't know about uh, that yeah, for yeah. business. That's what to say. Uh, that I feels that's, like I that's proven itself out, which you know kind of makes me wonder if this is going to prove itself out. But you know, moving from a more revenue share based economy, I mean, I don't know what Unity is looking like. You know, I, I know I've seen some layoffs recently, and there has been a lot more talk about the use of Unreal and because it is you know it for so long it was kind of the de facto engine and then they actually opened it up to more people like that is kind of a behemoth that it's it's hard to overcome but i don't know if this is the way to do that or if you know the the higher ups there at unity just believe that this is the way for them to survive, I guess. But if nobody's going to be willing to make games using your, your engine going forward, I, it just seems kind of crazy. And, you know, people have asked questions about like, how does this work? If, you know, someone pirates the game and, and basically they don't have a really good answer about that. They don't even really mean? have, how, how does it work? Cause somebody pirates. I, I don't get that. I don't, because theoretically, that game would still be calling back to a server if it's using the Unity runtime engine. So it could theoretically still ping Unity and say, hey, this game has been installed. So therefore, oh. the developer owes you money, even though the developer didn't make any money off of it to begin with. That's um, crazy. Yeah. There's also... Uh, you know, in like Game Pass, like how does that count? And Unity basically was like, well, that's not the developer. In that case, that would be the the system operator. So like Microsoft would then theoretically owe them every time that you know the, the software is installed on their computers or on a user's computer. So it's so it's like very... Steam too. So what about Steam? Steam too. 
So no, because they don't offer like a subscription service. So it'd be oh, like yeah, Game yeah, Pass, that's right, that's or, yeah, right. Game Pass so, or so, like PlayStation Plus. Plus, okay. And yeah. um, what's another one? The um, Nintendo uh, Switch Online. They don't, they don't, they don't have <laughs> they don't anything care. with that. You, Ubisoft, Ubisoft has a subscription. EA technically has a subscription. Yeah. Um. I don't know how many I guess it's those, yeah. games those get, you know, fit in, under the umbrella of. But, yeah, I mean, that's that's kind epic. of the crazy no, thing. Not epic, epic, yeah, you say it's a subscription. Never mind. So, I mean, yeah, that, so. The, but to that point, right, like, think about all those games that have been made free on the Epic Store, right? Like, if you have a, a Unity game that was made free on there, like, okay, then who's footing the bill? Are you able to figure out who got the game for free and then charge it to Epic? Or are you charging it to the developer who theoretically made their money from the deal with Epic or whatever, but doesn't really have anything past that. Like that's the thing about this is like, not only does the the payment model seem questionable, but the actual tracking of like how they're coming up with these numbers seems almost made up in a way that it, it only makes people angrier because the numbers are going to be favorable to unity, right? Like if unity is providing the numbers for how much you owe them, who's to say that their numbers are not going to be more favorable to themselves than, than otherwise, you know? So there's just like so much messiness going around this for what feels like just a company shooting itself in the foot. You just love to see it. It's lovely. You love to see chaos. <laughs> it's, it's absolutely <laughs> chaos. So I mean, yeah, it's just like, why, man? Like, why do y'all gotta? I mean, I know why they want to get more money, but it's like, are y'all really hurting that? Are they hurting that much that they need to do this? This is the. I don't. It's gotta be another way. I mean, probably not to get as much money, but just to get something, whatever you like. What's the what's going on on Unity? That are there? Are they not? Are they not making uh, enough uh, sales or whatever it is, like profit or whatever? What, what's going on? Yeah, I mean that's that's the question, right? Is is Unreal just eating too much of their pie, right? Like, you know, for the longest time, like I said, that they were the go-to engine for. If you were an indie game, you were probably made on Unity, and I think that that is flipped a little bit on them. So I wonder if they feel like they're just not making the money that they want to be making, or if it's one of those things where it's like, well, every year we need to make more profit than we did last year, so how do we do that? Let's come up with this really bad idea. All right. So what we got next? All right, Dominic. Next up, uh, we're going to get into the Nintendo Direct. This was announced earlier this week and uh, came upon us immediately. Uh, We talked last week about the rumors of what was going to be here and how there was a leaker saying that there was going to be a Nintendo Direct upcoming. Um, Basically, everything they said proved out to be true. Um, First up, Splatoon 3, the expansion pass wave 2 side order that is going to sound like they're they're basically doing um like kind of endless content 
You know, they want, they want to make it so that you can play this game by yourself for as long as you would like to, um, with that kind of mission stuff. Um, that seems pretty cool. So that's coming out spring 2024. Um, one of the things that the leaker had suggested, uh, Mario versus Donkey Kong. This is a remake of that Game Boy Advance game. Um, basically the puzzle game where you're Mario and, and Donkey Kong is basically set up, uh, you know, kind of puzzles for you to solve. This looks pretty good. It's coming out February 16, 2024. I remember liking that game back in the day. So I'm, I'm here ready to revisit that. Um, they shut off a new trailer for super Mario PG that is coming out November 17th. That looks awesome. Uh, yeah, like that takes that long. Donkey Kong six. Mer- oh, Mario versus Donkey Kong. Never mind. Yeah. Mario versus Donkey Kong. Yeah. Oh, uh, I thought you said Donkey Kong 64. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. No, they didn't announce any like expansion pass. Um, like game stuff or yeah, rather, you know, emulation stuff. One moment. Just have like this itch at the back of my throat. All right. Scratch it. What's that? It's a scratch it. Uh, (laughs) All right. Uh, next up, Dominic was another code recollection recollection. Um, this is going to be that DS game trace memory as well. as it's uh Wii sequel that didn't come out in North America. Uh, do you remember this game trace memory? It was, um, like hotel dusk. It was, um, more of a, uh, not quite point and click. I mean, it was the DS. So it was like stylus and, and click kind of thing. Um, and you were this girl, red shirt, white hair. Does that spark any memories for you? Dang, uh, what's it? What's it called again? Trace memory. Let me look that up. Yeah, look at the cover. I feel like that would jog your memory if you are familiar with it. I've seen the cover before, but no, I didn't. I, oh, uh, did the people who did Hotel Dust did this? I don't know if the I know I know that the drawing looks like it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember if it was them or if it just kind of came out at the same time and it was a similar thing. Um it looks like it it was. Yeah. Sing. Oh, okay. Yeah. And it was very similar kind of style thing to that. Um So I re- I remember I might actually own that game. I remember thinking it was all right. Um, so that's coming out January 19th next year. Uh, after that, we got the official title for the Princess Peach game. This is Princess Peach Showtime. That's coming out March 22nd, 2023. It's giving me like Kirby vibes because it's like Princess Peach can be anything. She can be a sword fighter. She can be a karate master. Um, so basically, like she goes to this uh, like playhouse. Um, uh, what are what it well theater uh style place and the enemy is like taking over this theater and she's like doing costume changes to to try and get through different side scrolling levels but like because of that like weird um like different power aspect it's it's definitely giving me kirby vibes it looks all right I, i'm not blown away by it but it looks like it could be fun okay um, after that, they showed off Tomb Raider 1, 2, and 3 remastered coming to the Switch on uh, February 14th of next year. This is going to have updated visuals. 
I don't think they mentioned updated controls, but I feel like that has to be the case. Um, but at the same time, they're doing the thing where it lets you switch between the new and the old visuals. So I don't know how much you can change gameplay wise and still keep those old visuals unless you're doing like a full rebuilding of those old visuals, which kind of feels like a waste of time. Yeah. Um, so I wonder what that ends up being. I really wish they would have just put out legends like, um, that one and the other one that came out on the 360. I really like those Tomb Raider games a lot. I wish they would just re-release those. Um, this is the original one, two, and three. Yep. Mm. Yeah. No yeah, Dark Angel uh, or whatever, this, They're going to look like, and damn, they're going to be like some sharp-ass well, breasts, no, they, man. Just, they do have, <laughs> they do, yeah. They, they, they very much have angulars. Um in in the old style but you can switch it to new visuals too and they look pretty good like they look on par with like the legends games oh um, okay which is why i would just prefer the legends games but still like the controls the controls are like the old games right that's that's what i'm worried about they don't really explicitly talk about that like when you turn around you gotta waddle like a penguin (laughs) yes the tank controls yeah that I I wonder. I really hope there are improved controls. If there are improved controls, then like I'm kind of all for this. I'd like to to give those games a shot. But if we're talking about the waddle and the the pivots, like no, thank you. I'm I'm good. Um, next up was Unicorn Overlord, Dominic. This is a Vanillaware game. Uh, do you remember the Vanillaware games? They're like the dragon um, dragon crown people. The anime with uh, exaggerated features, if you will. Oh, okay. People, yeah. <laughs> this one is uh, more of a tactic style game. That's coming out March 8th. Uh, it seems like some of those uh, features are toned down a little bit in this game. So we'll see see what kind of level of popularity that gets. Uh, next up was Luigi's Mansion 2 HD. This is what they're calling the dark of the moon port for the switch that's coming out summer 2024 it's called dark of the moon just like the um transformers not dark of the moon dark dark moon dark moon right is that what it is i think i always confuse those because i just throw them all together the stupid they are kind (laughs) of stupid um what is that yeah dark moon it's just dark moon (laughs) i always throw of the in there um yeah, so that is just the, the 3DS one, Dark Moon, and that's coming out next year. It's going to have some four-player multiplayer stuff added to it, it looks like. Um, yeah, more Luigi's Mansion. Uh, after that, they showed off Amiibos. Uh, there's a Sora one coming, Dominic. Do you want a Sora Amiibo? No. Okay, then. <laughs> you don't have to wait until 2024. Um F099 is their new replacement for Tetris 99 because that is uh, coming off the service. Um, so what is, what's F099? So basically, it is F0, but with 99 multiplayer cars on the track. I I played a very little bit of it this morning. There's uh, uh, some training they do before you actually can start playing against people. And they start off with like F025 and F050. Um, so you get used to dealing with all the other cars on the track. The thing that I always, 
I don't forget, but I put in the back of my mind is I'm not in love with the F zero gameplay. Like I, I think the GameCube one is slightly improved over like the, the super Nintendo one. So I had that a little more fondness for that or like the game boy advance one too, being more in the vein of the super Nintendo one, but you're like turning in those games is so robotic that it's just like, you even tap to turn left or right. And you were just going full send basically. So it, it it's a game that feels very hard to control. So I feel like once I'm on the course with 99 other players, I'm going to find myself blowing up more than I am going to find myself doing anything else in that game. Um, it's definitely a novel concept. I don't know if I'm in love with it as much as I, I really thought like Tetris 99 nailed it, even though I wasn't particularly good at it. But I, I thought that just like, absolutely perfected that concept um after that they showed off some warioware move it this uh i don't know how i'm feeling about this because once again they're kind of leaning on the motion gimmick for it instead of just kind of doing a, a proper warioware I, I say proper but a a more classic style Mar warioware game so there's a lot of like oh you hold the controller and you do this pose and then you do this pose and that's not really what i'm looking for and after that last warioware game on the switch that kind of didn't really hit it out of the park either because they they changed the concept a little too much i'm i'm not too uh excited about that um after that was Eastward Octopia. So that game Eastward, you played a little bit of that. Yes, I, I played a little bit of that. It's like a, it reminds me of like a, a old time, like RPG, similar to like a Chrono Trigger or mm -hmm. something along those lines. Yeah. Yeah. So they're doing some paid DLC for that. That basically turns it into like Stardew Valley. Like you get your little patch of land and you're growing stuff on it. I guess maybe that's how the story ends up. Cause like the story seemed. Well, from the trailers, it seemed very like Joel and Ellie, right? It was like this older guy and, and this young yeah. girl, and it seemed like, you know, they were trying to get eastward so they could find the promised land or whatever. Um, so maybe that's the idea behind this is like, oh, they found their, you know, the place they could settle down, and now they're, they're you know, growing crops. So it looks cute, but I, the main game looks more interesting to me than, than this aspect of it. Uh, after that was Wargroove 2. I had played a little bit of that when they had uh, a demo on Steam. It just basically seems like more Wargroove, which is basically Advance Wars before Advance Wars uh, ended up finally coming out. This looks kind of cool, though. It has cutscene and campaign editor this time. Like The first game had map editors, but it seems like now... You might be able to have some people design like whole entire campaigns with stories. I think that would be really cool. Um, oh, they also showed off Dave the Diver that is coming out on October 26th for the Switch. There's a demo out of that now. I've heard a lot of talk about that game. It's out on PC now. I'm not sure if it's on other things. Um, but basically, it's like a pixel art style. Uh, you're this... Uh, fisherman and you go out during the day and you fish and then you come back and oh, then you serve up your fish 
So it, it looks pretty interesting. Um, so I, I do want to check that out. I don't know if that's, uh, something I'm going to play on the switch, but I do appreciate the fact that there's a demo so I can give that a try. Uh, Mario Kart Deluxe Wave 6. This is the final wave, I believe, for the Mario Kart DLC. This is going to add Diddy Kong, Funky Kong, Pauline, and Peachette, as well as um, they're not announcing everything yet, but they announced one of the levels is going to be Daisy's Circuit from the Wii Mario Kart game. Among Us is getting a new map in October of this year. Um, so if you're still playing Among Us or if you want to go back to Among Us, you're going to have something new there. And then Paper Mario. What about Mario. the Wargroove? You, how you feel about Wargroove? Wargroove, I thought, I thought the the first one was really cool. Like it, it, it feels more faithful to the Advance Wars games that I remember than advance wars does uh, mostly just because it it does the same art style um it's the first one was a very good faithful recreation kind of spiritual successor to those those uh advance wars games two seems just like kind of a a growth from there it doesn't doesn't seemingly add anything too new outside of like i said the the editor stuff which could make the game live a little longer. If there are people out there that are passionate enough about making levels and, and kind of crafting stories in that world, I think that would be cool. Uh, you know, much like the Mario maker thing where it's like, I'm not necessarily going to do anything with that, but if there are people out there that are really good at this and can, you know, do something cool with it, then I am happy to, you know, to, to play that experience and, and give them some attention. All right, and then their kind of like cap it off final announcement was Paper Mario The Thousand Year Door that is going to get enhanced graphics and a port to the Nintendo Switch sometime in 2024. So that is, you know, one of the one of the very well-liked Paper Mario games. That is the one from the GameCube. So I believe that's the the second one. So I own that game but i have not played a lot of that game admittedly so i'm not totally sure how good it is but i have uh i've heard good things all right so that was the uh nintendo direct there were a couple of smaller things in between those um but mostly like kind of anime style stuff didn't really catch my eye and some other stuff that we'll talk about later in the new releases uh, next up, Dominic, Sony also announced that they were doing a state of play on the same day, just a few hours later. Uh, they had a presentation uh, kicked off with Baby Steps. This is the Bennett Foddy game that we had uh, previously seen at, I believe, another Sony state of play. Uh, Bennett Foddy is the guy that is made, I think, over it is the game that he is like biggest known for. It's very much like... Um, physics-y weird movement uh quap-esque things if you're familiar with that old game like manual samuel yes exactly like manual samuel um so that that's just cute little trailer for that uh basically this grown baby man in a onesie uh wiggling his way around the world uh that 
game looks like it could be a lot of fun. So we'll see when that comes out. Uh, next up was Roblox. It is coming to the PlayStation 4 and 5 on October 10, Dominic. You know, I did not know it was not up there. I thought that thing was everywhere. No, I mean, that's the crazy thing is like, I think it's only on phones and I guess PC as well. I'm not even totally sure about that, to be honest with you. Um, But that's where kids play, Dominic. They play on phones, so they don't need it anywhere else. Um, The the crazy thing to me is that when I was looking up like the steam date i roblox apparently came out in 2006 and it is hard for me to believe that that game that game is only three years older than steam is because i feel like it wasn't until like five years ago that i first heard about the game even though apparently it's like the biggest thing in the world all right next up after that they showed off some vr games first was ghostbusters rise of the ghost lord that's coming out october 26th for the psvr 2 also for the oculus quest that is uh that's looking all right um it i think it looks more interesting than the multiplayer kind of game that they released last year so i uh ghostbusters license has the potential to be good games. I mean, they made a good game already. So like, let's see more of that people. Um, and then they showed off resident evil Four, the VR mode for that. That's coming out this winter. And then they also showed off the resident evil Four separate ways. DLC. Uh, that's the one where you play as Ada Wong. That's actually coming out next week on September 21st. Um, so if you're ready to play some more Resident Evil remake, they're going to serve that up to you. After that, they showed off a trailer for Avatar Frontiers of Pandora. That's coming out December 7th. You know, fill that space of not having a, another Avatar movie this year. Um, from what I'm hearing, it is uh, basically Far Cry in the Avatar world, and that sounds pretty cool to me. So the game looks visually stunning, so I am... I am interested to see how that turns out review wise. After that, they showed off ghost runner two that's coming out October 26th. That's basically the one where you're a cyborg ninja and you're just like parkouring around the world with a sword yeah. and slicing up things. It was too hard for me, man. I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, I liked it, but it's just that for it to be like one hit death. Yeah. Is that, that is, yeah. I mean, I understand it, but I wish that was like a choice, man. I wish that yeah. was like, Hey, hardcore mode, but <laughs> hey, man, it means cool if you can get it. Yeah. I mean, I try to do it. I mean, I played some, but I was like, I don't got the patience. Mm. Yeah, and there's a demo out for that now. Uh, they showed off some metallic red, blue, and silver controllers, as well as the covers, the cover plates for the PS5. It's it's kind of weird to me that there's so many rumors that there's going to be like a slim PlayStation but they're still like committing to putting out these plates. I, I don't know if they're just like, oh, there are so many PlayStation 5s out in the world that even some sales are going to, you know, be worth it to do this. Mm-hmm. But I, it just seems weird. Like, also, it's September. So, like, there's still three months left in the year. But if we were getting a slim PS3 or PS5, jesus yeah ps5 like this year i i feel like we would have heard about that by then right 
I mean, if they're doing it for like holiday season. Yeah, exactly. Well, so, I, I don't know, man. I don't know how businesses work anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I never did, Dominic. Uh, next up, Hell Divers Two. Uh, that's I didn't put that note in the right place, but that that looks all right. You said that was basically Destiny, right? I thought it was. <laughs> I I had the same feeling uh, when they first showed it. Um, yeah, it looks all right. They showed some gameplay. Uh, they did the they did the old school like gamer chat thing where it's like four people are playing this game together and they have this like voiceover of like oh yeah let's go kill this boss oh man you dropped the bomb on me um, this is a little cringy but the game itself looks pretty all right it it definitely gives me like bungee vibes but it also yeah, so it, it also kind of gives me Lost Planet vibes, and you had also mentioned, like, Earth Defense Force when we were talking about it earlier. Like, it definitely definitely makes me feel like all of those kind of games. It looks it looks pretty cool, though. Uh, I remember Helldivers, the first one, uh, being pretty hard, though. So we'll see how that uh, that is. Uh, next up, they showed off Spider-Man 2. That's, of course, coming out October 20th. Uh, basically like a month away from that at this point, you're going to be able to switch between miles and Peter seamlessly. Basically, um, they were showing off, uh, basically fast travel. You're just going to be able to fly through this city. Uh, they're going to be adding two boroughs, uh, Queens. And I forget what the other one was in addition to the main Island of Manhattan, so that's pretty cool. They are actually expanding the game, so you're not just going to be playing in the same exact environment. Um, yeah, I mean that that game looks good. So see uh, see how uh, reviews treat it. Uh, next up was Tales of Arise Beyond the Dawn. This is a new expansion coming out November 9th for that game. Uh, Honkai Star Rail is coming to PS5 on October 11th. Uh, that is the uh, RPG from the Genshin Impact people that is making its way to PlayStation finally. Foam Stars is going to have an open beta party uh, beginning on September 29th, running through October 1st. So if you're looking forward to Splatoon, but on the PlayStation 5, you can check that out. And then uh, the the final header of this uh, this state of play for Sony was Final Fantasy Rebirth. They announced, uh, along with a new trailer, the release date of February 29th, 2024. We had already known that it was coming on two discs. That still seems ridiculous. Um, this trailer looks awesome, though, Dominic. What did you think? Yeah, it did, man. It got me excited for the game. It got me excited um, for that game. Like, that, um... Yeah, I can't wait till I'll be able to play it on PC or another year on xbox i don't know how long it's going to take I, i'm waiting for the i'm waiting for this one i want to see if this one comes out you know what it probably won't i have a feeling that it's going to be almost like a kingdom Hearts situation where um whatever xbox is out when all all the final <laughs> fantasy sevens are done yeah they'll get it i could i could definitely see something like that like the final fantasy remake is finally on the game pass you know 10 years down the line or something like that um yeah, I mean, the, the game looks incredible. The interesting thing I saw being reported on, though, is that your save is not going to carry over from Final Fantasy Remake. It's it's going to be a standalone game. So 
that seems weird to me just because the way that it continues the I mean, I guess it's not that it's just I mean, that it continues you don't, the you story. Don't go, I don't know any choices that you, I don't think you make any choices yeah, that yeah. would I mean, change I guess anything. That's it. But like it's a linear game. The material you've collected, I guess that wouldn't change or something. I guess like that. I guess yeah, yeah. Now that I can, I get it, but then again, I think you had to, because then it'll be like I have ultimate material. Like going <laughs> in this game is make makes things easier. Um, yeah. yeah, I guess it is make it. I guess he can just make an excuse like, "Oh, we lost it. I dropped this somewhere." <laughs> <laughs> Cloud, you're bumbling fool. You dropped your material into the ocean. <laughs> yeah, I, I think really the the sticking point for me is because it used to be one game. It yeah. seems like an odd choice, but when you look at it, it's like. There are plenty of games that are sequels to the the previous game or continue the story pretty, you know, straightforwardly that that don't carry over saves or don't, you know, have you lose whatever at the beginning of the game. So I guess it makes sense. It's just one of those like kind of weird things for me because it used to be one game. I guess I I just have to kind of recalibrate uh, my expectations there. So Basically, what I'm saying is now I don't have to play remake Dominic because there's just its own game, so I can start here. Yeah, you, you really don't. I mean, I'm sure the reality is if I if I if I didn't care to actually play the game and just go watch videos on YouTube of how it, you know, the story. So yeah, so that 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 was the uh, the the pressers that they had this week. I. I think Sony's uh, showing was a little bit stronger than Nintendo's just because Nintendo was very much like a fleshing out of the previous uh, Nintendo Direct that they did, the one before the the Mario Wonder one, where they announced the games like the Princess Peach game and the Luigi's Mansion. It's like, okay, we're we're closing out the year. We're just going to give you more dates on these. All right. Also, we're going to give you this Paper Mario um, GameCube you know, uh, up res basically. And, and Sony didn't have much more than that either, but theirs was also a lot shorter. There's came in at like 30 minutes, whereas Nintendo's was like 50, you know, an hour or so. Um, and like I said, I, I feel like that final fantasy rebirth trailer was just really strong. Um, seeing golden saucer was just, just awesome. Um, so yeah, that is uh, our news for the week. We got new releases here, Dominic. Uh, first up is Myth Force. This is now out on PC, Nintendo Switch, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, and Xbox Series. This is the first-person uh, online game that basically looks like a Saturday morning cartoon. I think we saw this at a Nintendo Direct uh, relatively recently. Looks all right. I don't know how it is reviewing. I haven't seen seen anything prominent for it yet but uh yeah it seems like it could be all right uh super bomberman r2 that's now out on pc nintendo switch ps4 ps5 xbox one and xbox series um Ooh. it's more oh, bomberman, sorry, I'm sorry. Dominic. i i don't know no i got i got nothing against bomberman I, i'm playing um marvel snap at the same time and i was angry <laughs> um somebody did something it's fine you can be angry about bomberman too um <laughs> Yeah, Bomberman, it feels like R, they were kind of turning it into a platform where they were like selling skins and characters and stuff. So I guess, uh, you know, doing another one. 
Uh, Botankaidos 1 and 2 Remastered is now out on the Switch. Those are the GameCube games that they have uh, remastered and brought over. Um, seems okay. Uh, the Crew Motorfest is now out on PC, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, and Xbox Series. It it still just looks like Forza to me, you know, and I don't know that I need a Forza that's just not Forza. Um, Horizons, of course. So, yeah, I, I, that game feels kind of like an uphill battle for Ubisoft. So we'll see. I know they were doing that, the free trial kind of thing for them. So, you know, hopefully that draws in enough players to, to keep that game going. Next up, Dune Spice Wars for the PC. Um that's uh you know that's the strategy game right yes and that got some good reviews man oh yeah like, like okay. people are really liking this game oh yeah like um, nine out of ten on ign yeah 85 percent on open critic right now so that's awesome i'm glad that game turned out well for some uh rts fans all right next up uh f099 i mentioned it earlier that's now out on switch trombone champ was also part of the uh nintendo direct that is out now on the nintendo switch have you seen that game before dominic trombone champ no i haven't people were playing it uh for a while on pc and it basically it's kind of um it's kind of like rock band ish but you use your mouse to move up and down. It's almost like a theremin. And that's actually how the, the switch version kind of works. Cause you can put your hand closer and further away from the IR sensor on the bottom of the controller. And it kind of has like wavy style lines and you have to follow them with the cursor basically. Oh, come on. Shit. <laughs> Man, fuck you. You fucking 10 year old bitch. <laughs> Snap them. Dominic. Snap them. God damn, because they all fucking got to keep putting those emojis fucking up when they win, like <laughs> jackasses. God damn. Man, even without Chad Dominic, they you know what they're trying to tell you. I know, and, 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 and somebody said, like, the developers said they're not going to make it so you can't turn emojis off. Uh, I said, oh, you fuck faces. That sucks. Yeah, because they be spamming the shit out of it, and, like, they, they, they say that, um... Miss Marvel is like they people have it's supposed to be like a thumbs up like hey good good job or something mm-hmm. or maybe maybe good game even though good game is really the pound that's what people say pound okay. is good game Miss Marvel is like fuck you or something like that <laughs> so they be spamming fuck you I mean or 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 snap saying like they won and say oh we beat I beat snap and um with with Thanos but or if you beat them they be spam they say like fuck you. Like somebody's be spamming Miss Marvel, saying like "fuck you," like you just yeah, like, or or somebody just beat you, just put all fucks in emoji just to keep pressing it. I was like, "God <laughs> damn it, you fucking kids!" I need an article about the underground language of Marvel snaps. <laughs> <laughs> all right, next up we got Solar Ash. That's now out on Nintendo Switch, Xbox One, and Xbox Series. You talked about that earlier. It seems pretty cool. And then okay, Mortal- I'm gonna go trombone champ. Yeah, it, it's so silly looking. Um, you know, it's basically like royalty-free songs. <laughs> Yo, I gotta tell my friend about this because he's he's a music teacher. I wonder if he. Uh, I think he would get a kick out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it looks it looks 
appropriately ridiculous for what that game is. Um, yeah, and then Mortal Kombat 1, Dominic. It's not quite out yet. It comes out on September 19th. Um, but there is, you know, if you if you got the premium edition, the $110 edition, you get to play it a week early. So there are people out there playing it just like Starfield. Last last time that's now out on Nintendo Switch, um, PC, Xbox, and Xbox Series, and PS5. Uh, even on the Nintendo switch, Dominic, I was telling you, I was watching some of that on Twitch earlier and that looks and seemingly runs pretty well. I mean, it, it doesn't look like a PS five or a PC game, but it, it's looks surprisingly good. So I, I'm all about that. I, I think I'm committed to not picking this up until, you know, there's a, a, a combined edition that includes everything. You know, I, I especially because like the one one character that I really want isn't even in the game yet, you know, Ermac. Because if I don't have Scarlet in there, then Ermac's probably going to be the guy that I go to as far as playing that game. So for him to not be in, <laughs> I mean, I, I'm interested in seeing you know John C has seen his portrayal in that game, but uh. Yeah, Ermac, as far as like Mortal Kombat characters go, he's probably going to be the guy that I spend the most time playing as. Um, and for him to not be in there until, you know, the, the DLC drops, it's not a lot of motivation to jump into it right away, especially when you know how, you know, these these cycles kind of go. So it's just going to be like staying away from watching too much of it because then I'm going to be like, oh, I want that. I mean, they've already kind of got me with like, oh, well, if you pre-order, you get Shang Tsung. Because if I don't pre-order, then I'm going to have to spend like $5 or whatever for him eventually. Unless he's part of the the all-encompassing pack or something. Which like sometimes they don't even do that, it feels like. Because that's the, that's the thing. Like some of these fighting games, they do like, here's the everything pack. And then it still doesn't include everything. So it's just, it's aggravating. Their business tactics are trying to work on me, Dominic, but I refuse. I refuse right now. But that game looks incredible. The review scores are uh, good for it so far that I have seen. So uh, oh, you have oh, like yeah, Game what, what Informer I think gave it a nine. Oh, okay. Yeah. So uh, let's see. No sevens. Glory. No sevens like Starfield. Well, I mean, it's it's not as bad as Starfield, Dominic. What do you want? <laughs> Yeah, I <laughs> the, the, the whole review discourse right now is just so so broken, Dominic. Um, open. <laughs> no, it's lovely. It is. Uh, it's entertaining to say the least. I will say. Yeah. It has a eighty-six on open critic right now, and da, 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 Game Informer nine, Six Axes gave it an eight, Attack of the Fanboy gave it a four point five. It looks like. IGN Spain gave it a nine out of five. Yeah. Um, there's not a lot of big push square gave it a seven out of 10. Uh Oh, Dominic. Oh, well, may I mean, there you go. PS street fighter fans. Oh, that's true. That is true. Yeah. Like where is, does IGN America not have a review yet? I don't, I'm not willing to believe that. Maybe they're just not on. Yeah. There it is right there. I'm about to say they're scared. <laughs> <laughs> I type in IGN, and the first thing I see is literally uh, 
Mortal Kombat review that's going to take 20 minutes to load now, apparently, because it's got to populate like 60 million ads on this page or something and a video that I don't want to hear. Well, while that's loading up, let's see what GameSpot gave it. GameSpot. Bada bing, bada boom. Okay, they are not presenting a uh, a thing to me. While I'm looking for this, Dominic, they also announced a new iPhone that's apparently going to be able to play Assassin's Creed Mirage. And uh, there's some other big title that they were saying is coming to to the phone. It's like, haven't we learned that people don't really want to play that kind of like expansive game on their phone? What, what phone? What game is this? Like um, the new iPhone they announced. Uh, they're going to be able to play like Assassin's Creed Mirage. Oh, uh, yeah, I whatever I, I maybe people maybe the new the new generation they they have they want to maybe maybe it's that's it's like people the uh, millennials and the older gen x that's a gen xers um the uh we just whatever, don't get it dominic we just don't whatever get it. yeah they 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 want to play everything on our phones i, I don't know yeah oh resident evil 4 and uh death stranding the remake and yeah i mean that's impressive that they can do that which only makes me think okay nintendo you better have something decent in your uh well how much is the iphone too. how much is the new iphone i mean i guess uh, yeah i didn't <laughs> consider that i'm just thinking like technology wise and such a small thing but yeah you're you're absolutely right about that yeah you're also paying for that technology in your hands so yeah all right, Dominic, you got anything else for the people this week? No, I'm good. All right, thank you guys as always for listening. You check us out on Twitter. Dominic is at D Stallworth5. I'm at Regulus MB. The podcast is at Superpod, S U P A P O D. Superpod.com is the website. You can check us out there. It has links to all the places you can find us, including YouTube, where there's a video version of this podcast, as well as iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Spotify and any of those other places you might find an audio podcast. Until next time, guys, talk to you later. All right, see you.